Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott joining us. That is a pretty resounding whooping to close out a series that, quite frankly, was not close. Yeah, I had a bunch of people, you know, last couple days saying, uh, man, up 3-1, you know, ghosts of the past. I said, there's nothing like that. Um, this team talked all about focus and execution. I think that's the message that we heard after the game leading up to this one. Quinn talked about it. And that's what we saw. It was a great execution. I think what you said, Ron, the shots, this, that, those, that's a sustainable deal right there. Uh, they get those shots. They play with that pace. They share the ball. Uh, just a great, great win. I was very impressed there as well. I mean, not only were they getting those shots, but they were playing a little bit faster than, than normal. And pushing the ball up the floor, there was a lot of time they pushed the ball ahead of the defense. And even if they didn't have a layup, that, that ball was popping and they still was able to get, you know, the type of shots that they want. The Grizzlies ended up shooting 52% in that first quarter. They were 12 for 23 from the three-point line. I mean, from the from the field, three for eight from the three-point line in that first quarter. But that just wasn't enough. Normally, that would be a pretty good quarter for anyone, you know, scoring 27 points. But the Jazz were just red hot, and the Grizzlies didn't stand a chance. Here's the craziest stat of the night for me. 40 minutes for John Morant. He shot zero free throws. Zero free uh, throws, yeah. Well, they didn't shoot a free throw in the first first half. Yeah. That's amazing, given what, uh, what he game 20. he had 20 in game, game three. two? Game three. Two. Two. Game two, 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 he had 20 yeah. free throws. That's amazing. Jazz trailed. Is this how much Jazz trailed? Sorry. I was just getting a note, and I wasn't sure what it said. The Jazz only trailed for eight minutes. Sorry to interrupt everyone's conversation there. Um, the Jazz only trailed for eight minutes and 26 seconds. Of, out of 192 minutes after game one. Wow. It felt like domination for That's sure. one-sided, yep. I mean, for all, I, I, I get, I, I'm actually not one who thinks like the national media was unfair, fair, because Memphis was interesting and we're the one seed, but this was a better performance by the Jazz than I think people realize until the end. Well, the knockout punch was in the first half, that's for sure, because nine for 15 and then three for 11, in threes at three for 11 in that second quarter. But as the, Amanda just gave me five for 18 from the three in the second half there for the Jazz. And that's uh, what, 27%? But you know, they didn't need it after that, after leading 75 to 51 going into the third quarter. Well, the only downer is the Mike Conley injury. Yeah. That's disconcerting. So I think, Tim McCone, you can have a Diet Coke and, and I'm praying Enjoy for I'm praying for Dallas, so <laughs> well, we can uh, we can replicate last Sunday, brother. All right, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I I, I think that Luca though I don't. You know what? It gets tough at this point, right? Well, it's supposed like you're, to. you're either getting Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, or Luka Doncic. None of these things are easy. Well, it's supposed to get tougher. Every round's supposed yeah. to be a little bit tougher. That's I would I would choose the Dallas defense. Big time. That's a no-brainer to yeah, me. Yeah, I would agree. <clears throat> well, we'll keep an eye on that game throughout the postgame. And, yeah, if Dallas can pull it off and they can extend it to seven, that's nothing but good for Mr. Conley's hamstring. Sounds good to me. All right, guys. See you, guys. Great job. Thank you. All right, your final tonight, the Jazz advance. They eliminate the Memphis Grizzlies. They win 126-110. to 110. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. The Memphis Grizzlies eliminated. Jazz win tonight, one twenty six to one ten. They win their best of seven playoff series, four games to one. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, with you. What a game from the Utah Jazz! What a performance! Score forty seven points in the first quarter, seventy five in the first half, and uh, that's a recipe for the second half not mattering and the Jazz win going away. The fact that the Jazz hold Memphis to 20 uh, in the 20s for quarter one, two, and three, just a great uh, dominating effort. It's what you want to see when you talk about a team 
that you've got great aspirations for um, and for them to carry over kind of the dominance in the regular season to the first round again have not won a, a first round um, series since 2018 so awesome accomplishment by this team certainly got a lot more to do but I love the fact that they were deliberate they have you know they executed and they got this done Donovan Mitchell was just special in the first part of this game. He ended with 30 points, and honestly, if the Jazz weren't up so big, who knows how many he would have scored. But get this line, 30 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds for Donovan, 11 of 16 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, and 3 of 3 at the line. That's it. it. That's the line. That's the line. And, you know, you, you mentioned the assists, 10 assists. His passing was amazing tonight. Oh, had a few just, just head beautiful. Turners. You know, yeah. the, in transition up ahead for a layup uh, or a dunk to Royce, a bounce pass, about three-quarter court bounce pass to Bojan, um, some really nice passes on cutters from the top of the key. Just a really, really nice game from Donovan all the way around. The only down part of tonight's game, Mike Conley left after only playing 12 minutes. He's got some hamstring soreness, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, of course, we will be keeping an eye on the Mavs Clippers tonight. Right now, uh, the about 15 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Mavericks up 89-75. Scored 33 points in the third quarter, so looking good can for I do Dallas. My, can I do my Homer Simpson? Woohoo! <laughs> Well, I, I love that. You know, if the Mavericks hold on, and we'll, like I said, we'll keep an eye on this score throughout the uh, the post game because, of course, the Jazz played the winner of that series. But if the Mavericks hang on, they will have gotten through five games in a playoff series without the home team winning. That is absolutely insane. I wouldn't be surprised if that's never happened. Ty- Tyson Ewing, where's our guy Tyson? <laughs> Jump on it. Get on that one, because I don't, I don't know if that. Certainly, I don't remember that happening ever in all the playoff series I've watched, but. Who knows? But I also don't remember what I had for breakfast. True, true. So. I have a tough time with you. The, the short-term memory took a beating when I was in college. So <laughs> And the baby isn't helping. <laughs> and the baby and the lack of sleep isn't helping at all. That is true. But that's that's pretty amazing. So we'll keep an eye on that game as the post-game goes along. Uh, the winner of that game will take a three games to two series advantage. Uh, game six in that series will be Friday. If the winner tonight also wins on Friday, the Jazz will start on Sunday. If that series goes seven, the Jazz will likely start on Tuesday. So Mike Conley is certainly pulling for a seven-game slugfest out of those uh, teams. Actually, all Jazz fans should be. Then maybe you get a little bit of a winded team for the first part of the second round. And I think the the one thing, you know, time – uh, for Mike is is our friend, and we saw how the Jazz played. Um, you know, they, they had a, a big break, uh, obviously, and and were still able to play well. Um, obviously, lost the first game without Donovan, but with Donovan back, the gentleman sweep, if you will. And um, so, yeah, I think right now the most important thing is is rest and preparation for um, you know what's next. All right. Uh, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. It's here where I usually tease our next broadcast, and frankly, we don't know. Next broadcast, Sunday or Tuesday. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Who knows? Uh, but you're fine at 126 to 110. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have postgame sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down as well. Jazz win. Eliminate the Grizzlies right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show playoff edition. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. It is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win 126 to 110. Let's get a look. Add your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner tonight. Jazz shot 51.6% from the field. They were 17 of 44 from three, 38.6%. They were led by Donovan Mitchell's 30 points. Rudy Gobert with just another monster game. 23 points, 15 boards, three block shots. Jordan Clarkson at 24 coming in off the bench. Bogdanovich with 17. Royce O'Neal. Uh, with uh, 17 as well. The Jazz uh, shot the ball really well. As far as Memphis goes, they shot 46% from the field, 35.9% from three, 14 of 39. 
They were led by Brooks and John Moran, who both had 27 apiece. Valanchunas with 18. Jaron Jackson with 15. He really did that damage in the second half as he started to uh, up his game. But it was not enough. The Jazz win going away, and they are on to the second round. How about Rudy Gobert with seven offensive rebounds tonight? Seven. He had one less offensive rebound the entire Memphis Grizzlies team. Um, Just an awesome game by Rudy. I know... It's almost as though we just expect it. But uh, I thought he was extra forceful tonight, did a nice job, as always, impacting shots and uh, was, again, really good finishing at the rim. Royce O'Neal gave the Jazz a huge shot in the arm. Um, When he's making shots and the defense is geared to not guard him, that's a a great thing. And then, you know, like you said, Donovan was just special. I thought Rudy dominated Jonas Valanciunas this this series. Now, maybe if you go back and look at the stats, if you didn't watch the games and you just look at the box scores, you'd go, well, he played all right. I thought, I thought in game, let's see, game four, Rudy played so well against Valanciunas that they had to pull Valanciunas off the floor because he was doing more harm than good. And tonight, I mean, I I thought, I mean, this was one of Rudy's best playoff performances, and it was almost quiet. You know, it was almost like you you just ho-hum to go, and he went 23-15-3 with seven offensive rebounds, like you said. I mean, Rudy Rudy dominated tonight, and I wasn't sure he was going to be that effective in, in this matchup because Valanciunas is so physical. Yeah, it's it was one that we, we kind of talked about early um, in prepping for this, this series is that matchup between Valanciunas, who we've seen give Rudy a, a ton of issues just with his physicality. He's a, he's a guy that leads and ends with his physicality and you're right Rudy did dominate um you know on on the on the box scores from the series probably not as much as it felt like watching every game in person that's kind of what I that's kind of the feeling I got hey by the way quick side note uh big ups to the jazz fans who who not only uh provided an extraordinarily great atmosphere it was fun to say hi to all the fans as you and i were out front and seeing everybody in the hallway but uh, you know truly made a great impact we've got the the clippers dallas game up right now in the background on tnt look at all those cardboard cutouts of fans you know how awesome is it that we got a building a building full of people going nuts and then you look at these games i honestly i feel bad for clipper fans that they're not able to get in there and and support their team and uh, in a playoff series, I know this is just a weird year, and I'm not really trying to blame anybody, but it is—it just points out how cool it is that Jazz have fans in this building again, because it's not every team. I mean, the—I don't know about you, Coach, but I find the cardboard cutout fans just depressing. They're depressing, and they're—they don't make much noise. No, compared quite to quite quiet. Now, one thing that's really stood out to me, and and I know we've talked about some of the you know zany things that have happened with fans, but. When you figure that, um, you know, the arena's full and it's just a couple of bad apples, I, I think this really um, getting fans back in the arena has really proved to me that as, as great uh, as all these games are, it really is about the fans, the fan experience. And I love the way the Jazz addressed, um, you know, the, the issue of making this arena really, really hostile, but at the same time respectful. And I think you can do both. Oh, 100%. I think... 99, and we're, we're not going to dwell on this tonight, but I think 99.99% of fans know exactly where the line is. And like you say, it's just the one or two or three bad apples that get swept up and not excusing it swept up, but swept up and do something stupid. I think for the most part, uh, most fan bases, certainly the jazz fan base are, are loud and proud and, uh, you know, appropriate for the most point. And how part. great was it tonight? They, they really got something to cheer about. Yep. It, it was a, uh, when not anything that really bite fingernails over the jazz came out in the first quarter and just put the hammer down, um, never really looked back. It's what everybody's been asking for. And they gave it to, uh, gave it to the fans and first round down, uh, waiting to see what happens here. Just watching this, uh, Mavericks game and Luca's already got 40 with eight minutes to go in the fourth. So he's putting together quite a game. Wow. All right. It's time to hear from the coach jazz head coach, Quinn Snyder and his post game media availability. Hey, Coach. Um, you know, last year you guys. Um, well, first I want to ask them um, how's Mike doing. But in, in secondary, you know, last year you guys were up three one, um, lost that three one lead. You know, so what's the feeling for you guys to be able to close out in five and, and really do it in, in in such a decisive manner as you did tonight? Well, I think it shows that last year's last year and this year's this year. 
Um, game three is game three. Game five is game five. You know, the thing about this time of year is that it's as important to be able to forget as it is to be able to remember. And, you know, I, I think our guys have been been focused on, you know, again, controlling what we can control to, to the extent that, um, you know, there's experience gained. Um, I think that's relevant. But, you know, every every game is different, not just not just every season, every year. Um, but I'm. You know, I'm, I'm, I really like that we were able to, to lock in, in, in game two after, after losing game one, um, we had some guys that played through fatigue and you know, guys that came up big, uh, you never know who it's going to be on a given night. You know, I, I thought, you know, Derek favors his stat line might not show it. Um, but the competitiveness is the thing that we've been talking about. Uh, the way that Royce competed, we have a lot of guys that really competed and, and stayed focused on, you know, what the what the job was we needed to do. Matthew calls AP. What did you do offensively in the first quarter to, to get to 47 points besides just make shots? What went right for, for your team on offense? Well, we, we really moved the ball, you know, and I think – you know, when we do that, you know, the, the first thing that has to happen is we have to space. You know, we, you can't be standing next to each other to, to move the ball the way we want. Um, you know, that willingness to pass um, and to shoot. You know, I, I think the key is that those decisions are really quick decisions. And, you know, obviously, you know, we're capable of, of having stretches like that when we make shots, but it happens when the ball moves um, It slowed down a little in the second quarter. You can feel it. And that's just going to be a continual point of emphasis for us. It has been the whole season and for guys to shoot the ball with confidence when they're open, no matter what, you know, no matter where it is in the shot clock, you know, if we've got good looks, we want to take them. And if we don't, we want to move the ball again until we find something. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. And how important was it to kind of get out to the fast start that you guys had to kind of, you know, obviously when the shots started going down early and you guys were able to kind of put the pedal down, you know, and get out to a huge lead. Whereas, you know, in previous games, it's kind of been a little more of a back and forth kind of affair. Yeah. Well, you know, Memphis is a really, really good team and they don't make it easy on you. They're, they're big. Um, they're obviously well coached. They're excellent in the half court and, you know, the, the key for us to be able to, to try to generate some of those looks is to get stopped. So um, that that's the first order of business is us defending and defensive rebounding. And if we can do that, um, you know, you, you get out and there's no question you see the ball and go in the basket and it, it does give you a lift. I think, you know, for us that, you know, something we've talked about all year is, you know, it's maintaining our focus and our execution defensively when the ball's not going in. Uh, and that that's the case at times, too. But it certainly feels better when it goes in. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Uh, Quinn, what did you see from your guards after Mike went down? Well, you know, I, I thought we were very conscious of, you know, fatigue in certain guys. Um, tried to adjust rotations a little bit and use timeouts to, to do the best we could, keeping guys fresh. Um, you know, I thought the ability to throw the ball ahead and, and have other guys, you know, not have to bring the ball up the court or, you know, be able to make plays. But I also thought, you know, Donovan made really good decisions. You know, Joe really steadied us. I know, you know, his shot didn't go down, but, you know, without him, you know, those stretches become become difficult. Um, you know, additionally, I thought JC really picked his spots, um, obviously made some buckets, but also got in the lane and, and broke the defense down. And that, you know, that was what we were trying to do is, is to continue to attack, you know, and, and not get knocked back and, and let the game slow down regardless of who was in the game.
All right, there you go. That was uh, Coach Snyder and his uh, post-game media availability. Uh, what jumped out to you there, uh, Tim? Well, I, th- I think that, uh, you know, Coach was very complimentary of Memphis, uh, as, as he should be. Memphis played hard and uh, did a great job. The Jazz were just uh, the better team, and, and I think the fact that their depth and the, their ability to kind of grind out um, you know, over the series, the, the the course of the series, it just really kind of wore the Grizzlies down. Um, but, you know, Quinn was was big on execution and really staying in the moment. I think uh, I can't imagine how many times they were asked the question about 3-1. He addressed it again. But every one of these things stands on its own, and you've got to go out and, and you can't let the past affect what's going on now. And I thought the Jazz did a really great job of just focusing on what was at hand here and going out and getting this thing done. They were certainly focused tonight. I mean, you come out in the first quarter and score, score 47. 47 points. Uh, yeah, I say the focus factor was high. Yeah, and, it, you know, that that's that's growth. You see growth there. I mean, so much disappointment from last year, and they've talked about it. We've heard after games many, many times that's been alluded to that this is a process we're trying to get better and, um, you know, they had their first opportunity tonight to kind of face what, what they were, the situation they were in last year, and they passed with flying colors. All right. Uh, Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on an adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrack with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz beat the Grizzlies 126 to 110. They're moving on to the second round. We'll get your player sound and break this one down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz eliminate the Grizzlies tonight, 126 to 110. Real quick, as we keep an eye on the scoreboard. Clippers and uh, Mavericks game four going on right now. Mavericks still leading with five minutes to go, 95 to 89. That series all tied up at uh, two games apiece. So we'll continue to keep you posted on that. Uh, let's check out your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Uh, points in the paint uh, tonight. Let's see here. Uh, Jazz actually outscored the Grizzlies in the paint. How about that? I think that's the first time this series, 60 to 52. And, and that's what they needed to do. I, I've been saying it all along. More points in the paint. <laughs> that's the answer. Please. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly uh, what it is that they need. No, but, uh, uh, you know, the Grizzlies are a physical team. If anything, you know, I think the series will prepare the Jazz to face you know, be it the the Clippers particularly, but really any team in the West. I don't I don't see another team left in the playoffs playing as physically as Memphis. Maybe not as good as Memphis, or uh, you know, Memphis isn't going to be as good as the Clippers or the Mavericks or, or the Lakers or the Suns. But I don't see one of those teams playing the Jazz more physically. Yeah, the, tonight was the first night, you know, and it really makes sense with the way the Jazz came out and played. But it was kind of the first time you saw Memphis, you know, kind of hang their heads and, and react to how good the Jazz were playing. And it really kind of affected their effort. And uh, that that was the first time we've seen that. I thought Memphis gave the Jazz an awesome series from a physical standpoint. Obviously, games came down to the wire. Um, they were close in the fourth quarter. Um, but overall, the Jazz depth and, um, you know, their ability to have different guys step up was really kind of the difference. Absolutely. And uh, you thought it might be Joe Ingles tonight. Joe continues uh, uh, to struggle a little bit, but it was Jordan Clarkson again, who's great. 24 points. Did uh, I say Joe? I meant Jordan. I'm, yeah. Nine of 20 for Jordan tonight, three of 12 from three, but uh, did have 24 points coming in off the bench. Bogdanovich was good. Royce O'Neal had a really good series. I thought Royce was big, um, you know, did a great job guarding Ja. I thought he, he kind of helped uh, kind of turn that that narrative around and, and really kind of got Ja under control as good as you can. Um, ja makes five threes tonight, five for nine. So good luck, NBA, guarding him as, if, as that shot 
starts to develop because I don't know that he's guardable at that point. No, no, he's not. Wow, I mean, five for nine. Jeez, you Jazz fans should be happy you didn't do that all series because yeah, that makes him a completely different player. Yeah, then you gotta you've got to adjust with getting out there as he goes by you, you know. And but that's what I see for him. I think we we've just seen kind of the tip of the iceberg. I thought Ja really had a coming out party. He's been a name on the scene for sure. And and uh, but I I think what you see now is a guy who can for years be a guy that's talked about, you know, in. A few, the first few names in the league. I mean, he's that good. Well, Donovan Mitchell was great again tonight. 30 points for Donovan, 11 of 16 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. Let's go down to the media room and hear from Donovan Mitchell. Start with Matthew Calls AP. Donovan, how important was it for you after last year being down 3-1 to get off to such a great start and score 47 points in the first quarter? Um, I think you know, I think setting the tone was huge. Um, <clears throat> I think we did that as a unit on both ends of the floor. Um, and understanding that you can't give a team like that life. You know, you saw it at the end of the game. You give them some glimmer of hope, and then they come out there and start making shots. So we just wanted to try and take take that from them early. You know, I think we did a good job of that. And, you know, having last year be so fresh, you know, and I, I hate to keep harping on it, but, like, you know, it is what it is. You know, having it so fresh. Uh, I think definitely helped, and we're gonna have to continue to to have the same level of effort and intensity uh, every game uh, throughout these playoffs. And you know, tonight was good, but we did what we we're supposed to do, and we gotta go out there and take care of business the next round. <clears throat> Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, you guys get off to that great start, as you mentioned on both ends. Mike goes out early in the second quarter. Kind of, what was the focus? How did things shift at that point? To kind of making sure that even with him out, you're able to kind of keep things going and, and keep that momentum going? Um, I think the biggest thing is <clears throat> just continue to stay locked in mentally. I think we're all on, on the same page, on the same on the same wave. And I think that was that was what really helped. You know, when you obviously have Mike, a guy who's creating and getting the paint go down, you know, it can, it can kind of rattle you, you know, but we were able to stay locked in and, you know, everybody stepped up and did what we were supposed to do. And uh, that's what championship teams do. And that's what our, our goal is to win a championship. And we got to be able to, um, stay ready, regardless of who's out there, regardless of what happens and in the moment. Tony Jones, the Athletic. <clears throat> Donovan, was it was it important for you guys to to, to lock in and, and and finish this um, without an extra game or two in in order to to try to get some significant rest and 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 try to heal up and and just and just try to prepare for the next series? Yeah, um, for sure. I think you know. Just to travel, going back to Memphis, playing that game, coming back home. Like, that's a three-hour flight there, playing the game three-hour flight back. Like, that's a lot on your body. You know, so if you can eliminate those factors um, when you're getting ready for the next round, I think it's huge. Um, and I think that was really our mindset. We just want to go out there and, and compete, and we want to take a three-hour flight back, uh, you know. And although their crowd was dope, I got to give their shout-out to their crowd because the crowd and the DJ was was on point. You know, he knew what he was doing, but, you know, definitely wanted to finish out here in front of the home crowd. Uh, Nayo Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Um, hey, Donovan. So when you guys clinched the number one seed, I asked Jordan Clarkson what song describes his current mood right now. So now going into the second round playoffs, I want to know what describes your current mood right now. Oh, man. Um... I don't know. I mean, it's a tough question. I naturally go to like a, a Hove song. Um, <clears throat> probably like Threat by Hove. I just, that's just been a song I play pretty much every day. Um, by Jay Z. I don't know if everybody knows who Hove is. Who's um, Jay Z? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if everybody knows, but um, probably Threat, you know, I think it's just, Symbolic, I guess, in a way. Um, it's just going out there, continue to do what we do. Um, so, yeah, the kids don't listen to it. <laughs> we can find a way to bleep it out. <laughs> uh, ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan, you won your first ever playoff series, and then you lost four straight. It's been a few years. Do you have a different appreciation for it now that it, you know, they don't come easily? Yeah, it's it's funny. Like I I told I just said that right before I came out here, and people were like, "No way!" Like 
people don't really know that. Like, you know what I mean? And that for me, this one was huge because it was just like, man, like I haven't done this since my rookie year, you know? And I feel like for me personally, and you know, it's just something that I've wanted to accomplish, but it's not the end goal, but it's definitely something you appreciate along the way. And we did, like I said, we did what we were supposed to do, but at the end of the day, you got to appreciate where you're at too, uh, because you can get lost in the shuffle of everything. So understanding you do it in front of a home crowd, um, it's big time, but the job's not done and we got to continue to go out there and fight. But for me personally, I think it, it's, it's a, it's a moment that I'll enjoy, uh, for the night and then get ready to play, uh, whatever it is next round. Nick Friedel, ESPN. <clears throat> Donovan, to follow up on that and what you touched on at the beginning, do you feel like you guys exercised some demons tonight because of the way that series against Denver ended last season? Yeah, I think, you know, if you look at the way we competed, you know, throughout every quarter, um, I'll go back to the Denver series. We did that for the first two and a half quarters. Um, Jokic came out on fire uh, to start the game. We weathered that storm. We were doing our thing, went up 15. Jamal wasn't really scoring. And then we kind of let up, you know, and we got to a point a little bit today where we kind of let up and then we re-locked re back in. But, you know, that was pretty much the mindset every quarter, you know, taking it step by step and, you know, understanding that even though it's a 30 poor lead, we still have habits. You know, we still have things we need to focus on and get better at and understanding that, like I said, having that be so fresh in our brain, you know, um, and having that hurt still there, I think definitely helped with tonight, but um, just shows the poise that we have as a team, as a unit. Uh, we came out with the right mindset and we got to continue to do that. Christo Salta, Sport DNA out of Greece. <clears throat> Hello, Donovan. Congratulations on your advance to West Semis. What are the improvements that you made as a team from game two to game four to game five? And what are the takeaways of that series from your perspective? Um, I think we did, you know, we made some good adjustments on, on Ja. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, he's averaged like 26 this series, but like he's tough. You know, Dylan Brooks is tough. And I think that making it tougher on them, um, being able to shift, staying locked in, staying on the boards, getting rebounds, uh, picking them apart on offense, I think was huge. Um, game one, they kind of they kind of were out there just, you know, moving freely, you know, kind of doing what they do. And I think we locked back in and understood there was going to be adjustments. I understand it's a seven-game series, and we got to go out there and play them again and again. And I think the adjustments that we made were uh, were, were important and impactful. Um, and I think that's that's the biggest thing is making it tougher on those guys uh, to see the reads and and to uh, and to score. Uh, Corey Harrison out of bounds. <clears throat> hey Donovan, how you doing, man? How you doing? Great. So such an interesting season for your team what is the energy surrounding the going into the next round um well this game is over you know the series is over and we didn't come this far to just win one series and kind of be like oh we didn't lose 3-1 like you know we're 4-1 like we did last year like you know at the end of the day we come out here and it's just one series you know and we got to go out there and do it again um and again and again so for us it's understand that like i said savor the moment enjoy it you know because it's been three years but also at the same time, uh, we have a job to do. Uh, so it's going out there, watching film, getting locked in uh, mentally, mentally and physically ready and getting rested and getting ready to go. All right, we have time for one more. Uh, is Sarah Todd Deseret News. Donna, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. Are you, uh, are you under the weather? <laughs> yeah, I had, um, these allergies are kicking my butt, man. I, I was up every hour on the hour last night. Um, probably the worst sleep I've had in my life, but um, such is life, it happens, uh, but I'll be fine. All right, thanks so much, Donovan. Donovan Mitchell, who, uh, despite suffering from some allergies, apparently, that's no fun, 30 points, 10 boards, or excuse me, 10 assists, and six rebounds for Donovan, who came out uh, on fire in this one. I mean, part of the reason the Jazz really shut the door on this game in the first quarter uh, was Donovan obviously motivated? And, you know, it's it's interesting that Denver series seems to come up in every postgame. I mean, it's definitely something that has motivated this team uh, to to take things to the next level. And in that sense, you never want to say, I guess, losing in the playoffs is a good thing. But I, I for sure think it has something to do with their success this year. Well, you look at, at guys who, um, you know, go on to do great things in the playoffs, and very rarely do you, you just go out and, and uh, have great success immediately. I think there's... A learning curve. I think guys, uh, for the most part, there's there's that stuff that comes with it. And the Jazz 
they internalized that last year. You know, they that was something that uh, as a team, you know, they felt like they let get away. And, you know, total kudos to them to the way they've they've used that as motivation, use that as something that they can always kind of refer back to. And uh, first chance they had tonight to get uh, change that narrative. They did it. Yeah, they they certainly did. That is for sure. We're keeping an eye on this Clippers Dallas game. Eight seconds to go. Dallas has a one point lead, one hundred one to one hundred. Who has the ball? The uh, Clippers just missed a, a shot and a tip in, right here. So and Dallas, Dallas has got the rebound and got fouled. And so they're gonna have to make some foul shots. But uh, tell you what, what a competitive series. I guess if uh, if nothing else. Well, in the road teams. The road teams win. That's just bizarre. Just bizarre. Anyway, we'll keep you up to date with what goes on. Dallas uh, has got to make a couple of free throws. Looks like the Clippers will have another uh, will have another chance to at least tie it. So if Dallas can win this, they go up 3-2 and head home to try to clinch it, um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, but if, if, if the series stays true... Then the Clippers will win and go back to game seven. Wild. All right, let's do your master of the glass right now. Jazz fans, uh, Safe Light Auto Glass, proud to announce they will be donating $4,800 to the United Way of Utah, which provides parents, caregivers, and neighbors the tools for childhood education, youth social and emotional health, and family financial stability. Of course, this year's master of the glass was Rudy Gobert, who secured 960 regular season rebounds. Uh, so big thanks to Safe Light Auto Glass. Tonight's master of the glass was, of course, Rudy Gobert, who had 15 rebounds tonight to go along with his 23 points, three block shots. And as you pointed out, Tim, seven offensive rebounds for Rudy tonight. This is a straight effort stat, and I love it. And there were a couple plays tonight, too, that I pointed out to you. He just sprinted, like sprinted the floor um, several times. You know, just a great job by the coaching staff to identify um, you know, spots where Rudy can get better, and then Rudy does it. You know, he's just a great, great uh, mind who is trying to find different ways to, to help his team. All right, let's go back down to the media room, and let's hear from Rudy Gobert. We'll start with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, uh, can you just start off by speaking to what it means to you guys to kind of um, get the series out of the way, you know, kind of prove some of the doubters wrong, move on to the second round, which you guys uh, are doing for the first time in three years? Uh, I mean, first of all, I think the Memphis is a very tough team. You know, they, they gave us a fight every single night. You know, we, you know, they, they have a lot of talent. And, uh, you know, I think it was, you know, a, a great first round for us. You know, every game was a, was a battle and, uh, and we definitely got better by facing this team. So, you know, just want to you know, give them a little shout out. But yeah, you know, uh, I mean, the daughters, <laughs> uh, we, we, there's always going to be daughters, but we, we know where we want to be as a team. And, uh, you know, we know the work that we've put in and, you know, we know that we, we're only going to keep getting better. So as long as we keep doing that, you know, uh, people are going to always have opinions, uh, but, uh, the core is the core and, uh, we play the right way as a team. You know, we're going to be in a position to be successful every night. Maxime Lagarge, uh, the free agent. Hi, Rudy. Um, through this series, you play more and more with Donovan. So can you explain us how, how your connection with Donovan increase and uh, the lead you, you, you take your two in the, in the play? I mean, Donovan has has been, uh, you know, he's got better every single year since he's got here, and uh, you know, obviously having him back, uh, you know, was key and was huge for us because of the way he's been playing. And uh, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun to play with Donovan. It's fun to play with Mike. You know, having guys that you know work so hard and and, and want to win is is how you build a a championship. You know, uh, identity. And, you know, I think he has that, you know, and, uh, you know, as we saw tonight, you know, uh, he's getting better, he's getting better every single year. So it's, uh, it's fun to be a part of, and, uh, you know, I'm exciting. I'm excited of, you know, what's going to, ha what's going to happen next. Matthew Coles, AP. 
You talked about improving every game over this series. Specifically, what did you do well in the first quarter to grab that big lead? Uh, we attacked the rim, we shared the ball, and we played defense. You know, when we when we able to move the ball, uh, we get in the paint and we move the ball like we did. I, I don't think there is uh, one defensive scheme that can you know, uh, really stop us. Uh, we've seen them all, you know, teams going to black, team, teams going to blitz, team, teams going to have the big back. And no matter what the, you know, they, they throw at us, we, over the last few years, we're able to, you know, to learn uh, sometimes the hard way, but to learn how to, you know, get better from these situations. And, you know, it starts with our guards, you know, Donovan, Mike, uh, Joe, Jordan, you know, all those guys that, you know, are, are willing to, uh, you know, uh, make the pass to the open guy. And, and then, you know, it's, it start the chain. And, and uh, you know, we end up with wide open threes or dunks or, you know, or we get to the line a lot because we attack and we put pressure on defense. So it's, you know, uh, it's way the way we want to play. And I think tonight we really did that from the beginning and it was really hard for them to to guard. And and on top of that, you know, we, we are defense, we, we're still a defensive-minded team. And we know that when we put our mind into the the physicality, the communication, and you know the rebound, and you know all the little things that that make sure that we we secure. You know we we get stops. Uh, the offense is, just becomes easy. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, through three quarters, your guys' defense was very good. What was the thing that made the biggest difference defensively tonight? Uh, I mean, I think we all came out. Uh, as a team collectively with uh, a lot of toughness, you know, a lot of focus and the communication was there from the from the first second of the game, you know, and I feel like we did a great job running back, you know, not giving them any transition and uh, and not giving them much offensive rebounds. And, uh, you know, once again, I think, you know, when we able to have teams uh, play against some defense in half-court situation, uh, the whole game uh, is, you know, it's in the position for us when we feel like we, we have a big advantage. Last question, Christos Saltas, Fort DNA out of Greece. Hello, Rudy. You acknowledge with four straight wins after, after game one. Is it sign of growth? What it means that for you? And how how big boost do you get from that? I didn't hear the beginning, the first question, sorry. <laughs> Uh, you won that series with four straight wins after losing game one. Is it a sign of growth? What it means that for you, and also how big boost you get from that uh, from that win? I mean, for for us, it just means that we we keep getting better. You know, obviously, when we play game one, we we hadn't played for for a week, so it was a, it's not an excuse, but you know, it was a lot of uh, things that. I think we're on, on our minds. I think we were overthinking a little too much. And, uh, you know, as the series went on, uh, I just feel like we raised our level uh, game after game. And, you know, uh, it's been our mindset since the beginning of the season. And, uh, you know, it's all about getting better. We know that, you know, playoff series is, is not about one game. It's not about one play. We know that one game is very important, can make the difference, but, uh, you know, it's about keep getting better uh, day after day and game after game and quarter after quarter during the game. And, you know, when we keep doing that as a team and, you know, we feel like we're in a position to, to win, uh, you know, uh, in the playoff series against anyone. Okay, that's all for tonight. Rudy Gobert, who was just terrific uh, tonight. 23 points, 15 boards, and three block shots. Real quick update. Dallas beats the Clippers, 105-100. Kawhi Leonard, with eight seconds to go, had a chance to tie it up. Took a dreadful three from the corner. Still had four seconds to go on the clock. I mean, just like worst-case scenario. Like, they could have gotten a quick two and fouled again. They could have taken the eight seconds to get themselves an open shot. But instead, they took four seconds to get a contested three from the corner. That was an absolute prayer. Yeah, it was a uh, whatever the play was designed. I saw Rondo talking with with Kawhi after it had to have been some sort of mix up because it really where there was it was a side out and there was no advantage. Um, Kawhi kind of reminiscent of that shot he made in the corner, kind of a fall away tough shot. 
This time it didn't catch any iron or bounce around or any of that. It Oof, just went over the top. Not good at all. An air ball, if you will. It was it was that. It was actually an air ball. All right, post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz advance. They beat the Grizzlies tonight, 126 to 110. More player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz win tonight, eliminating the Memphis Grizzlies in five games, 126 to uh, 110. Uh, let's uh, check out your three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping pe- members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. From three tonight, the Jazz 17 to 44, 38.6%, led by Donovan Mitchell, who was five of eight for three, just red hot. Bogdanovich was three for six. Royce O'Neal, three for seven. Mike Conley, one for one. George Niang, two for six. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, three for 12. And Joe Ingles, 0 for four. Joe just not... He's just not playing real well right now. He had open looks. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to rattle off all four of those attempts. They seemed open to me. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why uh, he's just having trouble kicking it over. Maybe it's a bad matchup against Memphis. The other thing that I thought tonight, and I haven't seen this from Joe for a while, he passed up some shots. You know, I felt like there were two or three where he could have made plays. Uh, but obviously the Jazz get through this series with not a whole lot from Joe, and I think that just speaks to, you know, again, Jordan Clarkson had a nice night. George Nian came in, had a good series. Royce O'Neal shot the ball well. So it's going to be different guys in different series, different games. But uh, the one thing is for sure is the three-point shot is really, really a weapon, uh, and the Jazz are utilizing it. 44 threes they take tonight, average 43, around 43 on the season. So that's always a great place for them to be. I'll tell you what, Donovan Mitchell goes five for eight, shooting from three jazz aren't going to lose a whole lot of games no he he just was he was a a whole different level tonight i think i think even Shaq, if he was watching maybe thought he was a superstar i don't know i don't know if i'm going that far i i hope he just continues to you know keep doing it and um everybody can have their opinion but uh donovan man he was he was breathtaking tonight no doubt all right, uh, let's hear some more post-game sound, and this is an important one. Mike Conley played only 12 minutes tonight before leaving the game with hamstring soreness. Mike uh, addressing the media. Let's give that a listen. Uh, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune will start. Hey, Mike, can you just kind of tell us what happened when you went off the floor and kind of you know what happened after that back in the locker room? Um, just uh, end of the quarter, just – First quarter felt the, you know, little tug or whatever in my, uh, in my hammy and came to the bench and made the uh, staff aware. Uh, told him I'd try to just run on it and play through it to see how it feels and just kept getting sore and sore as the you know the more I was running on it. So they decided to pull me and um, we just did treatment, you know, in the back. You know different things to try to uh, see if it loosen up or um, you know have a little bit of discomfort kind of go away. Um, but seeing how the game was going and um, knowing that you know we might have a couple of days now before our next uh, series, just uh, to to pull the plug on tonight and uh, you know see about you know how things will go tomorrow. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, obviously, just kind of as a follow-up to that, has there been any kind of, you know, prognosis made? I mean, the, the team's now the status, you know, sore right hamstring. Is there any sense at this moment, you know, kind of what a timeline is, or is it really just kind of a, a wait-and-see thing in this moment? Um, yeah, there's no definitive diagnosis right now. I think that we'll wait um, tomorrow and, you know, uh, reassess and, see where we're at and um, 
and go for there, go from there. Obviously, it's the playoffs. So um my mindset is, you know, I'm I'm gonna be ready to play. So that's the kind of, you know, um visual I've put in front of myself that that I'm gonna be ready. So um, but at the same time, you know, we're gonna just see what what happens in uh, the next few days and be smart about uh how we approach it um going into this next series. Alex Behar, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, uh, you know, with the hamstring, obviously you've missed um, a couple stretches here in this season. Um, just how how concerned are you about it right now? Um, frustrated, you know, frustrated for sure. You know, it's something that I've worked tires tirelessly, tirelessly. I guess that's the word. Um, you know, kind of night and day on. Um, and you know, put a lot of effort into it. You know, showing up early, staying late, strengthening, running, conditioning, everything, and um, it's just one of those things you can't really, you don't know when it's, you know, when it'll happen or why it happens. It just does. And and for me, it's you know, it's never been a, like a true hamstring pull where it just knocks you out. It's just like you know, a small tweak. Um, that's just enough to cause discomfort and, you know, worrisome folks. So um, that's the frustrating part. Nick Friedel, ESPN. Like a couple quick ones. First, just for clarification, are you going to get an MRI tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we'll get one in the morning. And as far as getting past this series, being up 3-1, given the cloud that hung over you guys, after that Denver series, you feel like it it boosts the psyche of the group, given the way you closed everything down tonight. Well, yeah, I think you know we obviously knew and and felt you know kind of like the the underlying pressure of being up three one again, and um, but at the same time, we also know that this team is different. You know, this team has grown a lot since then. Um, we learned a lot from that, you know, and, and those growing pains are necessary to, to, you know, so if you want to win a championship, you're gonna have to go through that kind of, you know, those years where you have situations like that. And hopefully that was our, you know, our lesson learned. And we came out tonight, you know, really locked in. You could tell from the first, you know, possession, how we were going to come out and play. And, and, um, and it was beautiful, beautiful to be a part of a, a win like that, especially given the circumstances. All right, we have time for one more, and it will come from Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Mike, could you just kind of compare this hamstring versus the other two times that kind of made you miss time? Uh, it feels less than the last last one, and that previous one felt less than the one before that. So um, I, you know, I feel like I'll be I'll be fine eventually, and hopefully that'd be you know game one of second round. Um, but I can't say for sure sure right now. Obviously, we'll we'll reassess tomorrow. But my mindset is is set on playing and um, and being ready to go. So I'm gonna do whatever I can to do that. Okay, that's it for tonight. Thanks so much, Mike. There you go, Mike Conley, and uh, glad they made him available tonight, Tim. So we got to get a little detail on what he's feeling. Um, you heard him say in the second quarter, felt a little, what was the, the verbiage that he used? Kind of a twinge? He yeah. didn't say that, but th that's kind of what he, he meant. Got a little bit more sore, and they just decided to be cautious with it, which, uh, you know, given the score at the time, I think was the appropriate move. Said this didn't feel as serious as the last time, which didn't feel as serious as the time before. So I think I think all that stuff is promising, yet concerning at the same time, because hamstrings don't just kind of get better overnight. What's your gut feel on it? We'll be fine. I think you'll be ready by the first part of the series, but but the concern is is that it it goes lingers. the other way yeah. and lingers and and becomes an issue. And I I just I I always bring this up and uh, the year the Jazz beat Oklahoma City with Ricky Rubio, um, he absolutely spent that hamstring in that uh, OKC series. He was not available for the Houston series and the Jazz as a result. Not that they would have won, but they really didn't stand a chance without him. So you just you know, I know those injuries are tricky. So, you know, you hope some rest, MRA comes up negative, and that he'll be good to go by the beginning of the series. Yeah, every every great team I've been a part of, um, you know, that's, that's gone and done something, you know, meaningful in the postseason, um, you know, the, the one thing that 
without doubt, you're going to face a little bit of adversity. And this team's done that, um, you know, the way they, they finished the season. One thing I feel really confident about is I think Mike really has a, a great feel for um, how he's feeling. And I think he's, he's a veteran that's been through enough of this. Um, so the fact that he feels comfortable saying, you know, it's not as bad as the time before, which wasn't <laughs> as bad as the time before, uh, certainly moving in the right direction. But right now, time is, is everybody's friend. And uh, so as long as, um, you know, as the Jazz took care of business, I thought that was the most important thing tonight. They didn't have to continue to mess with this series and then injured Mike Conley. They were able to get that done. Real quick, change of uh, subject, and then we'll get into some stat nuggets from our friend Tyson Ewing. Um, John Morant, apparently, in his post-game uh, media availability, this uh, according to Jeff Calkins, who we actually had on uh, the big show earlier this week. He covers the Grizzlies for the uh, uh, Daily Memphian. Memphian. Hmm. Uh, here's what Josh said, quote, uh, talking about the uh, the warm reception from the Jazz organization and fans tonight, quote, for them to show the love they did on this trip sits in a special place in me and my family's heart, unquote. thought that was nice. Yeah, and I think one of the the messages, you know, and, I, and I, the, that came across tonight in the, the display on the big screen, it talked about being respectful. I think it's, it's great that uh, everybody's really invested. But uh, a great gesture by the Jazz, I think it made a difference um, in certainly – uh, changed, you know, things that could have had bad feelings and uh, felt like that after the game, I watched um, Ja's dad and who, whoever he was with, they brought him down to center court um, and, and you know, the Jazz people are down there and they got a picture down on the court. So I, I felt like the Jazz did a nice job of making them feel welcome. Obviously, uh, a great gesture by the organization. And I think it's a great lesson for everybody moving forward. It's uh it's a game. You love to compete, but when it's all over, um, it's way better to, to have great feelings like that. All right, let's dive into some stat nuggets courtesy of our good friend Tyson Ewing from the television. He does stats for the television broadcast at AT&T Sportsnet. You can follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2. Here we go. Utah scored on 16 of their first 19 possessions to start the game. By that time, the score was 40 to 18. Wow. And we remember when Memphis scored on 15 straight in this series, right? Yep. Um, so the Jazz had it going just just right back at them. Oh, man, that that's amazing. 16 of their first 19 possessions, and by the time that run was over, 40 to 18. What a great that's way amazing. to start a game. That is amazing. Uh, Utah set a playoff franchise record for points in a quarter with 47 in the first. They set a playoff franchise record for points in a first half with 75. A lot of records going down yeah. this year, my friend. The whole year, yeah, right? Just like year. every these nuggets, there's always a record. Uh, they scored the most points through three quarters in a game in playoff franchise history with 106 through three. Uh, they start the starters scored a combined 94 points and shot 64 percent from the field and 55 percent wow. from three. <laughs> Talk about locked in, man. Oh, man. Gee whiz, that is amazing. Uh, this was the fewest games to win a playoff series since the 2008 Western Conference semifinals versus Golden State, where they also won in five. Remember that series? Yep. That was the everybody remembers the the Baron Davis dunk over AK is what people remember about that series. And the Jazz won in five. That's exactly right. That's amazing. ESPN Sports Center. I saw it the other day. It was they, they did some big anniversary of it the other day. And that that dunk came in the one game that they won. That's amazing. Just goes to show. Uh, let's see here. Where did I leave off? Sorry, I lost my place here for a second. All right. The Jazz led for 178 of a possible 192 minutes in the four games Donovan Mitchell played in the series. Wow. That's, dominance. That's dominance. Total dominance. I mean, for those of you out there in listener land saying that this series was close, just, just dial up that stat there for a second. Just dial that up. Tighten the belt. Uh, let's see. The Grizzlies led for a total of eight minutes and 26 seconds in the final four games combined. Uh, let's go to Rudy Gobert. Rudy finished with 23 points, 15 boards, and three blocks tonight. He's the first player to have 20, 15, and three uh, game in the playoffs this year. Rudolph. Rudolph. As we call him. We love him up here. <laughs> and I'm going to let everybody in on a secret. When he does something well, we... We praise Rudolph for no particular reason. We, and we were hoping his full name was Rudolph. But it's <laughs> we not. looked it up and it was not, but it kind of stuck. 
was a nickname for us. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rudy is the first jazz man to have uh, 20, 15, and three in a game in a playoff since the mailman, Carl Malone, in 1994. I can see his, his statue right out here, out this window over here. Man, that is a monster game, 2015 and three. And like you said, it was so quiet. Yeah. You know, I mean, in total Rudy fashion, he just, uh, this is what he's done all year. He just kind of controls the game. I love this stat. This was Donovan Mitchell's first career 30-10 playoff performance. If he could only rebound. Wasn't that? That was, that was Kenny Shaq Smith, again. wasn't it? Yeah, that was, the, that was the TNT broadcast. I just wish he rebounded more. Do you? Okay. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, you know what? It was Shaq, but then somebody went back and, and took what uh, Shaq was saying and applied it to Kenny Smith and said that. Oh, that's right. That yeah. Kenny would only have had like one of those games Shaq was asking for in his entire career. And Kenny was good. Uh, I remember. Yes, he was. Uh, Donovan's only the third Jazz player to have thirty uh, to have a thirty and ten playoff game. Guessing that John and Carl were the other two. Wow. Uh, no, actually, it's only Stockton and Darren Williams. How, how about that? They must be saying 10, 10 assists. Sorry, we're communicating here via direct message. So that would make sense. Only Stockton and Darren Williams. With four steals, Royce O'Neal had the most steals in a playoff game since game two of the 2019 first round at Houston. So there you go. There's your stat nuggets. Thanks, Tyson. Courtesy of our good friend Tyson Ewing. Follow him on Twitter at Ty Ewing2. Uh, want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame. Uh, the sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer. The all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz advance. They win. They beat the Grizzlies 126-110. to 110. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Are virtually the same. Jazz by 21. A boisterous, boisterous crowd as Brooks drives, misses, rebounds, tap. Ingles has it. Eight seconds left across the half court with seven. Leaves behind for Royce. Gives to Donovan with four. Donovan waits. Now attacks Valentunas. Fires an off balance. Three. He hit it. He hit it. He hit it. Donovan Mitchell is something else. Oh, Donovan. Six points in the first half, 75-51. Utah Jazz are absolutely outstanding. There's our guy, David Locke, on the call. Your play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. That was a ludicrous shot Donovan made right there. I couldn't believe it went in. I mean, it was, it's kind of those... You know, you're you're growing up watching the greats, and they have those moments, and that was certainly one of those moments for Donovan. He is Tim Lacombe. I'm Jake Scott. It's your uh, Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrack with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, the Jazz eliminate the Grizzlies tonight thanks to a win, 126 to 110, they win their first round uh, series with the Grizz, four games to one. If you're just joining us, Donovan Mitchell at 30 tonight to go along with 10 assists. He did it, did it on 11 of 16 shooting, five of eight from three, three of three at the line. Rudy Gobert, 23 points, 15 rebounds, three block shots, 17 apiece for Royce and Boyan Bogdanovich. Jordan Clarkson at 24 coming in off the bench for the Grizzlies. They were led by John Morant, Dylan Brooks, who both had 27 points apiece. Uh, Valanchunas had 18. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 15. And, hey, I've got to give it to Dylan Brooks. Uh, you know, he's, he's a pesky dude. He's got an edge to him. You know, the, the crowd gave it to him tonight, booing him every time he touched the ball. He had a great series. He really played well. I, I'm not saying perfect because Donovan lit him up <laughs> a bunch defensively, but I was impressed with Dylan Brooks. He played well in this series. Uh, we talked about it. I think Dylan's definitely put his, his name on the board, you know, as a guy who is going to be around a long time. I think his uh, energy and, and obviously the fans had some fun 
um, you know, castigating him as the villain early on. Um, and there's always that in a series. But I, I thought he he kind of answered that. You know, his it wasn't just a tough guy persona. He he followed that up with with really good play. And you know, and Donovan did have his way with him. But uh, I, I like Dylan Brooks. I really like this Memphis team a lot. Yeah, they have a bright future. Very they, bright. They really do. They play hard. They're well coached. They've got the building blocks, uh, you know, players that you can build around or certainly a player, although I do like Jaron Jackson. Jr. I do too. Yeah, I, I think he's good. You know, so I think there's a future there with Memphis. And frankly, I like their – they showed a lot of heart. They've got uh, that mentality. You just need a couple more pieces and some uh, experience. Huge fan of, of uh, Taylor Jenkins and watching him coach felt like he did an, an outstanding job getting his guys prepared to really compete. Um, you know, tonight was one of the first nights that, you know, the Jazz just kind of hit them with something they couldn't respond to. Uh, but congratulations to, to Taylor getting this team to the playoffs. A great run. Um, big John Morant fan, fan, always have been, even after this series, even more so now. Um, loved watching him compete, loved watching him play. And I'll be... I'll be interested in watching this Memphis team grow because uh, there's some really nice pieces that they can build around, like you said, um, and and be interesting to see what they can do to assemble this roster as it grows. All right, Coach Lacombe, give us your final thoughts on this series, and then we'll close the book on it and look forward to uh, NBA playoff series number two. Well, I had a bunch of people ask me after uh, game one and when Donovan was coming back if if I felt there was any way the Jazz could sweep that team from from that point on. Um, I, I said no. I, I really did think this thing would go. Uh, I thought Memphis would probably get one of those games at home. Um, but it just speaks to how well this Jazz team's playing, um, how much they trust one another. I think that's what it really kind of came down to is we saw what we saw all year long. Um, in the context of the playoffs, we saw different guys give a lift, uh, step up and do big things. Um, you know, you see the anchor that we talk about all the time with Rudy and Donovan. Those two guys are are constants, but it's everybody else, George Niang, Royce O'Neal, uh, Jordan Clarkson, get, you know, contributed, uh, favors came in and figured some things out defensively, certainly rebound the basketball. Uh, great job by the staff getting their guys ready to, to finish a series. You know, that was a big hurdle. And now we sit back and wait, see who we got. Yep. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, game uh, Dallas won tonight over the Clippers. They now lead 3-2. to two. Game six will be on Friday. If Dallas wins that, the Jazz will open up their second-round series on Sunday. If the Clippers force game seven, likely the Jazz will play on Tuesday. I say likely because that's not set in stone, but that's what we can forecast. So there you go. That's what you have to look forward to. Uh, we want to say big thanks to David Lockeron Boone calling all the action tonight. Thanks to Andrew Sorensen, our broadcast assistant. Thanks to Alex Lundberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Appreciate your fine work there, Lundy. Uh, thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post-game show. Uh, the sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you. Always fun. You're like Rudy Gobert. You just hold it down. You're, you're the constant in here. I, I'm, and you got to worry, worry about me over here popping off every now and again and causing that's, issues. That's quite the compliment. Not true, but quite the compliment. No, it's the truth, though. Coming up next, Jazz playoff overtime. Austin Horton, Johnny Lightfoot. Line up the phone calls now, 855-340-ZONE. Get your voice in and let it be heard, 855-340-ZONE. This has been Jazz Game Night right here on the Jazz Radio Network.